Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Great. So welcome to Inside LA Long Beach Sunday Sit. And today we're going to be talking about uh, minding the mind, <coughs> the title of the talk today. And this is a, a Tibetan Vipassana, uh, a very pith <coughs> instruction on uh, Tibetan Vipassana or insight meditation. So uh, we are Insight LA, so uh, Vipassana means insight. And so there's um, so like insight into wisdom, into wisdom mind. And so there's different methods of um, attaining the, this insight. So many of you have gone on um, retreat maybe in the Theravada style and have looked into um, well, Tibet would call the basic space of phenomena, this uh, naturally arising, lucid um, mind, looking into the mind, and we could just sit with it. And in the Tibetan tradition, um, which itself is very vast, there's very different ways to come upon these insights. And we're going to be talking today um, through a teaching that is of the uh, Dzogchen or Mahamudra lineage. There's four major schools in Tibetan Buddhism. Um, the, the Nyingma, the, the Kagyu, the Sakya, and Gelug or Galupa. So we all know the Dalai Lama. Everyone's heard of, heard of the Dalai Lama. And, and the Dalai Lama is the head of one school of Tibetan Buddhism. He's the head of the Galupa school. This is the newest school of Tibetan Buddhism, and it's also the intellectual school, as known as the intellectual school. So there's a lot of emphasis on uh, intellectual understanding of the teachings. And the saying is, is that even though you can't describe it, the Galupas will try anyway. <laughs> they, have, they will go to great length of explaining em emptiness. And on the other side of the spectrum, we have the Nyingmas. And they're the non-dual school. This is the oldest school, brought to Tibet by Pavasambhava, also known as Guru Rinpoche. This is the first school of Tibet. And so in this school, their philosophy is you're already enlightened, you just forgot. <laughs> and really there's not much needed, not much that we need to do to realize this. Even meditation, the best meditation, is non-meditation. So even meditation can stand in your way. Right? The meditator especially stands in the way. So do not meditate, but do not be distracted. This is of the, Ning the Nyingma school. And this is more Dzogchen teaching. And then in the Kagyu lineage, there are the more meditation school. So they're really akin... They're really close to the Nyingma school, but they think, they say, yes, that's true, but you med better meditate a little bit first, so you can realize this. Right? And the Sakya school is more of a family lineage, 
and very um, not a lot of distinct characteristics of that school. And then the fifth school is the Rimei school, and this is the Rimei is um, all the schools put together. So you will meet Rimei lamas that have teachers from all the schools, and all the schools incorporate all the different elements. Yeah. So this exact text is a very, very sacred text that we will be just barely tasting today. And it's called Pointing Out the Dharmakaya. And the Dharmakaya, there's three main kayas. Don't go to sleep on me. I know I'm already putting people to sleep. All these new names, new terms maybe, yeah? Dharma, the Dharmakaya. Kayas are different levels of awareness. Yeah? Dharma means truth. So this is the truth kaya, pointing out the Dharma kaya. This is the unlimited, this is the, the infinite space, the Dharma kaya. We have Sambhogakaya and Nirmanakaya. Sambhogakaya is like the spirit body, Nirmanakaya is the flesh body. So this is pointing out the Dharma kaya. Pointing out in the Nyingma tradition, how you get insight is you spend time with your teacher, preferably many, many years, and you do your preliminaries, the preliminary practices called Nundro. In the preliminary practice, you may have heard of people doing prostrations, very big in, like in Tibetan Buddhism, prostrations is one of the Nundro practices, Vajrasatra, which is like this purification practice. Mandala offering is when you offer everything to all beings and your gurus. And then guru yoga is another one where you make it a real sincere connection with your guru. And you usually do these practices a hundred thousand times. hundred thousand prostrations. Lama Sankapa, who was the, the originator of the Galupa school, he did so many prostrations that he literally wore in, the st wore in the stone in his cave. You can still see it to this day. You can see where he did his prostrations, like in the millions, the prostrations they said he did. Makes, makes us feel lazy, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's really incredible, too, because if you've ever done a lot of... <laughs> Prostrations, they hurt, you know, it's, it, it hurts your knees and your elbows and your hands. And so these days, if you see people doing their, their prostration nundro, their 100,000s, it, it, um, it's, it's quite funny. Like they put cardboard on their hands, so it slides really easy, and they put all these cushions down. Uh, you know, when I did mine, it was just like this cool thing with all these pillows and everything. So, you know, we're really lazy these days. You know? But he did it right on the stone, which is, like, I just think incredible, yeah. So then you sit with your teacher, and they point out through very specific questions. They point out your true nature. They will ask you certain questions, very pithy, certain questions for you to look into your own mind in a certain way. They call it pointing out instructions. And so this text here, pointing out the Dharmakaya, is, was created because in Tibet at that time, the Dharma was flourishing. Many, many people practicing. But very few teachers, very few masters. 
that could give these pointing out instructions. So one of the most profound lamas in the Kagyu tradition created three separate texts. One was, was long length, second was medium length, the last one was short length. The final one, very, very pithy, very short, succinct, very to the point. And he called that one pointing out the Dharmakaya. And it's this one. Very, very profound. Now the teachings itself, pretty simple, because we're just looking into our own mind. The difficult part is the devotion and the sincerity. This is the hard part. Especially, I'll speak for myself as a lazy, lazy Westerner, right? So lazy, right? So lazy, like we're in Long Beach and we hear like amazing teachers coming to LA and we're like, ah, oh, the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> you know, this guy's fully realized, or this woman's fully realized. Oh, I don't know. Can you imagine the 405? What time is it? The, teaching? <laughs> the teaching's at 5? No, we're not going to go. <laughs> Yet, how did these teachings get to Tibet? Buddha was from India. How did they get there? How did, how did that happen? We owe this teaching to Marpa. So, Talopa, Naropa, then Marpa. Marpa walked from Tibet six times into Nepal and India to bring back these teachings. And the later, well, I forget how old he was, but the last trip that he took, he was old. Brutal. I mean, could you imagine? I, I forget right now. I think it's 10th century or something like this. I mean, it wasn't like Gore-Tex and, uh, you know, the fur boots and all the, the, you know, sunglasses for the snow, you know, sunblock, all that stuff. But we're like, oh, traffic. So this is, it's really, really important because the, the teachings don't really matter. If we don't have devotion, if we don't have sincerity of practice, we don't have the groundwork it doesn't, it doesn't matter, really. It doesn't matter. We can keep coming to teachings forever and ever. It's never going to matter. Because we're never going to do them or, or push through those obstacles that we need to push through. It doesn't really matter. We have to cultivate the foundation. And we have to do it in 2017 in Long Beach or in, you know, in Southern California, working full-time, um, doing what we do day in and day out with all of our busy schedules. We have to do it now. We have to do it like that. And we can. We can. It's a matter of the heart. It really is. So, uh, I want to read a couple, a couple pieces of information, uh, just a couple quotes to kind of bring that home. So here's the text, and it's um, translated by Trungpa Rinpoche. Um, uh, here's the book, Pointing Out the Dharmakaya. They have a new edition, has a new cover to it. Trungpa Rinpoche is one of the most profound living lamas in the Karmakagyu tradition. 
he's the actual um, scholarly teacher to the Karmapa, who's the 17th Karmapa, which is the head of the Kagyu school. Right? And he's, he's known for breaking down these profound teachings in a very digestible way. It's really amazing. The relationship of devotion to the rest of meditation is very much like the relationship between your head and the rest of your body. The most important thing that makes meditation work is and fruitful is your devotion and your commitment. We must direct our devotion and commitment towards the Dharma. In this, tech, in this context, when we say Dharma, we mean Mahamudra. So this is the actual practice that we're talking about. Devotion and commitment mean having the feeling, I must meditate on this. If I meditate on this, they will be benefit. These are the actual methods, and they will lead to the goal I wish to achieve. In short, it is the confidence in the validity and efficacy of the Mahamudra teachings and practice. It is a trust that through correctly implementing the instructions we have received from the root guru through the lineage gurus, and the attainment of our goal will actually come about. The reason this is so important is that if we have this commitment based on confidence, then we will naturally be diligent. And if we are diligent, then we will get results. So that diligence won't come if... Um, you know, it's, it's, just, it's fantastic that we have all these teachings. It's incredible that all the, all the teachers come to us. And yet, being that it's so easy... Um, they're not as valued. Now, if you're MARPA and you're traveling, you know, hundreds if not thousands of miles on foot to go to India and bring the teachings back, they're going to have significance. Yet, if they're just freely delivered, like, so easily, then maybe that significance is lost a bit, yeah? Mm -hmm. So this is something that we need to meditate on and really cultivate within ourselves, saying, this is so profound. This could lead to liberation. This has been leading to liberation in Tibet like an assembly line for hundreds of years. Like an assembly line, Tibet, and, and Buddhism, and many other things too, not just Buddhism. But there's certain things that have been working for literally thousands of years. Yeah? But you see the people these beings that have benefited, they put in incredible work, incredible devotion to the path. Here's Papaji speaking on this. When there is no object, you will enter into a space which you can't mention. This is called transcendence. Now you must fall in love with this state, or you will love something else. This is the only thing that will give you constant, eternal love. Such few people want this enough. Everybody wants physical or emotional enjoyments. If you transcend these things, you will fall in love with it, and it will fall in love with you. You will have a very intimate relationship 
it is very easy. You just have to fully desire this. You will see that it has always been here, but you have always wanted something else. <coughs> so beautiful. Now you must fall in love with this state, or you will fall in love with something else. Such few people want this enough. Like Yogananda would say, you must want this like a, like somebody drowning is, wants air, you know. This is how bad. How bad do we want liberation? And this is why suffering is so beautiful, and that's why I think so profound for Buddha to point out suffering because when we're suffering we want to we want to feel better so badly it's like when we hurt our finger and we're like wow it's so amazing having a healthy finger <laughs> like something that doesn't hurt in our body you ever realize how grateful we are and then to realize <clears throat> And we're suffering even when we're not. And I know that sounds bad, but if we're not suffering at this moment, then that just means we're just we're at the top, but it always goes like this until we free ourselves. You know? The funny story, I was sitting with a teacher, and he was with Alan Wallace, and they were all together sitting with a llama. And the llama was telling a story of a water buffalo stuck in, a mud, stuck in the mud, and there's a group of students looking at the water buffalo praying. And the teacher came up and said, what in the hell are you doing? And they're like, we're praying for the water buffalo. And they're like, get in there and get the water buffalo out of the mud. Right? And Because um, he was talking about compassion and action. Like, you can't pray for something. You have to go get the water buffalo out. And so Alan Wallace was, and they were there with the llama. And... Um, and, Al, and Alan Wallace said to the Lama, well, which one are we? Like, us group, our Sangha. Where, where do we play the role in that? Like, are we just praying? Are we, like, compassionate in action? And he said, you're the water buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> we forget. We have not freed ourselves yet. Only when we free ourselves can we help others. <clears throat> so we have to passionately want this. Passionately. So this is, this teaching is a public teaching. It's safe to teach this teaching. Um, but many times teachings like this are, are um, somewhat secret teachings or they're, they are given um, in a very intimate um, setting. Um, but we are going to look at the mind in this way. So maybe first, let's see how we're doing on time. So the first part is we must create the foundation within our own mind. And we do this by practicing some loving-kindness. So let's first start off with the loving-kindness practice.
I like to use a ratio, like 50-50 rule. Like if you're going to look into the mind very deeply, let's say you have a 10-minute meditation. So five minutes is tuning into your heart first. Tuning into your devotion. And this devotion ultimately is to your true self. And then Tibetan tradition, I'll just say some names, and even though they might not be familiar to you, these teachings come from a great lineage. Great sacrifices were made. Bajadara, Talopa. I'm having a problem with the connection. Please try again in a little bit. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can make a better connection. <laughs> we pray. <laughs> the teachers for this <laughs> So she did say try back, right? So let's, let's do this. Let's do this and then ask Suri again, how did we do? Bajadara, Talupa, Naropa, Gampopa, Marpa, Milarepa, Taisitu, Minga Rinpoche, all the Karmapas, Thank you. Om Vajazama Samaya Manapalaya Vajazama Tenapa Tija Dita Mibawa Sutukame Bawa Supukame Bawa Anaratta Mibawa Savasita May Pratsa Sarakama Sutsame Shida Kuru Hum Ha Ha Ho Bhagavan Sartata Ganda Vajamima Musa Bhajabawa Maha Samaya Satvaha Hum setting the intention that our practice every single day, this day and this moment, is for the benefit of all beings. And just sit with your heart, your heart center, whatever that means to you where love and kindness and compassion spring forth naturally. free from suffering.
and bring to your own personal teachers, guides, So I'm going to ask you some questions and it's really important that you answer these questions experientially. Your intellect will never figure out these questions. <laughs> Just experience the answer. Just allow them to fall into your awareness and just to look, just to notice. Allowing the question to land like there's no answer at all. It's a matter of just looking, and by looking, that's enough. No problem. <clears throat> How do you experience your body? Look at your physical experience. What exactly is the relationship between body and mind? body and mind, do they depend on each other?
the body depends upon the mind to be experienced. The mind depends upon the body to have experience to the senses. Look at this relationship and dependence. your own pace, allowing your eyes to open. Just take a couple deep breaths, Just come back. Without hitting someone next to you, just stretch a little bit Then allowing the eyes to close again. Is your mind separate or outside your body? Can you point to it? your mind separate or outside your body? Can you point to it?
allowing your eyes to open at your own pace. So when we look in with this way, it's very nonchalant. Just looking, very effortlessly. And we want to do it short time, many times. Drip by drip fills the cup. Right, because we want to look very closely and intently before the mind starts to get kind of agitated or maybe wanting to wander. We just go ahead and bring ourselves back. We're just looking and then looking again. So these are really short. So maybe one minute, two minutes, just looking. But very, very intently. Very simple, yeah? So we're looking, what is the nature of mind? What is the very essence of mind? So we could usually break down the root of suffering to this believing this mind thing, whatever is arising in this mind thing, especially believing the thoughts that arise. Right? So we call this, like nirvana, liberation. But really, it's liberating one thought at a time. And once we know the nature of the mind, we can know that we're already free from its grasp. Yeah. So this is all we're doing. We didn't have Mind 101 in school. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a class on that. Okay. You want to do some more? Is this interesting at all or no? Good? Yeah. Bad? More? No? Yeah? Okay. All right. Allowing the eyes to close. <clears throat> Again, too, if this is too subtle for you, just move into the heart or move into the breath. Okay, always have a place of refuge. You can move into the breath. You can move into the heart practice, too, okay? How do thoughts arise? From where do thoughts arise?
just experience it. How do thoughts abide when they're actually hanging out in your awareness? How does that happen? Look very intently. Muster all your concentration, your shamatha. Where do thoughts abide? Can you point to it? How do thoughts cease? (coughs) How do thoughts cease? Where do they go?
When you're ready, you're opening up your eyes. Okay, one more yogis and yoginis. Wendy's already enlightened, so she's leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one more. to remember a moment of frustration, something arising this past week. I'm going to pick a mild frustration. Where does this exist in your mind? anything about it substantial. Meaning, does it have any substantial characteristics of size, weight, location, color, texture? Is there an object of that frustration? Is there a person behind it? Whatever object there is that might be linked to that frustration, where where does it or they exist in your mind?
Sounds like everyone went to sleep. Yawning. <coughs> wow, can't believe it's 11.20 already. It went by fast for me, I don't know. Maybe you guys are like, let it be over, Jesus. Um, so anyway, don't have a, a, a lot of time for, for feedback. Um, but um, anyway, does anyone want to give a little feedback? Yeah. I have a question. Sure. Uh, when you first started off with the four branches of Buddhism? Yes. Okay, so the one's real uh, academic and the other's more recreational. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get along? Or is there like infighting like you have with, like I noticed with some Christian denominations where mm. oh, we're better than they are because we wear more gold or purple or whatever? Yeah, that's a great question. It's really only in the West that we have that idea, like I remember standing in line like at the airport in Nepal and there's a llama sitting there so I thought I'd be cool and say, hey, I'm, I'm a Buddhist too, you know, and, um, and, I, and um, I said, I don't know, he mentioned something, I said, oh, you know, karma kagyu lineage and he looks at me all weird, he's like, all the same. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, m- most of, yeah, there's no, okay. yeah, not about it. Hi, um, could you talk a little bit about the distinction between mind and awareness? Uh, and my experience is that mind is a physical location um, with two sense gates that I'm mm-hmm. in touch with, the visual and the auditory. And um, I can hear in and see in to the mm-hmm. mind. And it also takes in from external sound and memories of images. So basically, mind, in my definition, is see here. Mm-hmm. What's watching it? Mm-hmm. is awareness, so that's the language that I use. Would you like to comment on that? It's it, just like you mentioned the definitions. So especially in different lineages and different sects, like a, a, awareness, mind, mind-only schools. Um, what, what is mind? It's kind of, it, so it really depends upon who you're talking to. Uh, but traditionally speaking, um, you, you could say, be aware of awareness. Mm-hmm. So, in one way, you're using, it's like being mind, mindful of mind, right? And where those two interlink, then it gets into really deep ultimate truth of the Dharma, that everything is everything. So, awareness is mind, mind's awareness. That way, There's no subject-object, like Papaji said, when... You know, the, the subject and object thing, uh, interplay is fi- uh, finally um, reached uh, dissolution. And what are we left with? So, yeah, for me, relatively speaking, uh, same with you. I think I use my awareness to look at my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Casey? 
I was at a seminar yesterday, and one of the slides was brain, mind. And it was like, yeah. That one's easier, though, because the brain is your physical brain. Yes. But where the mind is, yes. that's what we're looking at, and what the mind is. Yeah. So the brain, like we always mention, the, in the East they say, you know, you point to your mind even, and they go here. And then when we go here, you know, which is we link somehow the brain to the mind. And now even our Western science knows that the brain's in our gut, you know, like it's in our whole body, right? So. What's the benefit of doing this? Like, is it so that you realize that it's not solid? Is that what the benefit of it is? The benefit is liberation from suffering. Maybe I'm so far away that it's hard for me to understand that. You're so close to it, you can't see it, <laughs> So, take this suffering as the path, right? So, as something arises, look like this. When you think that you're suffering, what is the substantiality of your suffering? Look deeply. Is it there? Is it fully as strong as it do you think it is? And so like it's like what you mentioned. It's very fluid, yeah. So, so, so the the one that provided the the four, the last one was the one that sort of made the best connection for me. Because I can remember very distinctly at times this week where I was irritated. And I was accused of doing something that wasn't true. Mm. Right? You know, and so I just immediately had this very big you know, reaction, mm -hmm. and yet that's just, you know, I took my my body took a very particular, you know, mm -hmm. I lost sight of no self, right? Mm -hmm. It was very personal. Mm -hmm. There, you did not do this, and mm -hmm. so and hot, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, kite, angry, you know, could, mm -hmm. could see my face, feel my body, and yet. When I had to look back at what that particular time was, and you ask the question, is there anything there? It's just mind body. It was a creation of my mind. It reacted, you know, it expressed, that was expressed through my body. You know, mm. it was just, it was just my body. Thank you. That was it. <laughs> and so, look, there's nothing there now. <laughs> so, perhaps there was nothing there ever. <laughs> Are you looking at me? I am. Okay. Well, what I was thinking in terms of uh, what came up for me, let me see if this makes sense about what you were trying to say. What I was aware of was things come up, feelings and everything. And they're, I thought about them like they're ghosts that appear. Mm -hmm. And I have, I can feed them. Mm -hmm. uh, I can make them real. Or I can just see them, in which it's a very different experience. Mm -hmm. So what I got, I watched them come, mm -hmm. but then I have a choice about what I can do about them. Mm -hmm. Is that what you were trying to get at? Mm -hmm. two, two parts to it. So 
it's dynamic in that way. Now we have a choice. It's very beautifully dynamic in that way to understand that now we have a choice. On an ultimate level, to realize that we're just seeing them, that's enough. So relative level, like what we do with them, becomes very dynamic. So now that we know we have a choice to follow that thought or not, and maybe we could change that into compassion or forgiveness or something. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then on an ultimate level, know that they're empty as they arise. Mm-hmm. That we don't need to do anything at all. They're already free upon arising. And we're free upon arising. Yeah. So I want to be... Okay, a few more minutes. Back to the... No, go ahead. Okay. So it's noticing. I'm noticing. 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 That's right. We're a scientist. We don't know the outcome. Right? Because we don't know. Just noticing what is, as it is. Thank you. Um, I just I I really appreciate what you what you the process you took us through, especially the part of becoming embodied, because this has been such a, a, a long road for me to become embodied. I really have spent most of my life disembodied mm-hmm. and just like a conceptual being where everything's figured out conceptually and through this practice, you know, though I need constant reminders all day, like what's the relationship with my body and, and what's happening to me because that has been where I can get release of the clinging to the thoughts is when I go into my body and try to find where that sensation is, where, where is it happening. That's when I let go. That's when I can get away from, I'm right on, I got, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. right, like the laser. And so that reminder is is so is so good for me. It's so like I need I say that to myself when I remember all day. Mm-hmm. What's there? You know, like Joseph um, Goldstein's always saying, "There is a body." You know, there is a body, like the heart mind, the heart mm-hmm. mind, not just the, the the thinking, the thinking, the thinking. So I really appreciate this kind of, you know, practice. Mm-hmm. Really Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So in closing, um, just because you mentioned Joseph Goldstein, you know, Joseph Goldstein had one of his earlier awakenings. Um, there's there's, um, there's a, 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 an experience that's called liberation upon seeing, and there's liberation upon hearing. So there's certain practices, they say like pure like droplets of the Dharmakaya, it's like droplets of pure truth that happen to manifest on the material plane. Some of the texts are so pure and so divine that they're like droplets of the Dharmakaya. And texts like this, they're like that. And Joseph Goldstein was actually reading, it could have been this text, but it was, if not this text, something very similar. And he just had liberation upon reading. He just hear, he heard the words, Everything is arising, empty as it's arising, naturally arising. And he just, he said, everything just turned lucid. Like everything was just like that. It was just liberation upon hearing, right? So, very, very powerful. 
teachings. Very, very powerful. Um, so let's close with a dedication prayer. Let's just take all the goodness, all the love, and the compassion, the wisdom, the insight, all the togetherness, the love, camaraderie. Just taking this all into our own body minds, heart minds, purifying all delusion and separateness. all ignorance that we have between ourselves and our infinite selves. And send love and compassion to wherever that siren is going. May they be free from their suffering. May all beings be free from suffering and delivered into an eternity of happiness and joy. Just listen to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.